0: May 21st, 2020. This is the Hermetic Hour. I'm your host, Pope Runyon, and tonight we present a discussion on the twisted history of Christianity. The general theme of this presentation is how the distortion of its original principles perverted its mission for the following 2,000 years of world history. We will examine how the Christian religion which was supposed to bring peace, love, and comfort to the people who accepted it, brought instead war, hatred, persecution, and despair. We will begin by recalling what Christianity was supposed to be and who Jesus' father in heaven really was. We will remember how his wife, Mary Magdalene, and later Bishop Valentine, Valentinian, and his follower Marcus tried to carry on the original teachings. We will recall how the Roman Church created its inquisition to stamp out the resurgence of original Gnostic Christianity in southern France where Mary Magdalene and Marcus had preached it. We will recall how the Roman Church launched a genocidal crusade against those innocent Cathars, killing millions. The Inquisition went on to murder thousands of heretics and witches, while the bishops of the church continued to exploit the poor and offer salvation for money. Finally, northern European Christians revolted in a movement called the Reformation. But the Protestants failed to correct the original mistake the Roman Church had made in accepting Yahweh as the father of Jesus and incorporating the corrupted Old Testament as part of the Christian Bible. By the 18th century, all forms of Christianity were challenged by the rise of a new aesthetic religion that offered the same promise, peace, love, and comfort. It emerged from the horror of the French Revolution. You can call it socialism, humanism, or communism. But whatever name it goes under, it is actually a Christian heresy. It is Christian altruism without salvation. So if you want to know how the early Christians got it wrong... And how we can fix it, or they can fix it. Then tune in, and we will reveal a real
1: New Testament.
0: Uh, are you Are you with us, Lady Joe?
1: Uh, yes, I am. Good evening, folks.
0: Okay, uh, as I said, this uh, this this uh, this script will go on for about you know a couple pages, and then then we'll then then we'll discuss it. So just hang on. Um, okay, the first thing we should establish in this discussion. Is just what was original Christianity and who was Jesus. He was Jesus the Nazarene, not Jesus of Nazareth. There was no Nazareth in his time. The Nazarenes were a branch of the Essene sect. Jesus really was the hereditary king of the Jews. He was the grandson of Herod the Great and a descendant of the lowest house of David on his mother's side. He was a Judean Jew, but he was raised in Galilee and later married a Phoenician pagan, Mary Magdalene. Together, they would have united Israel and perhaps rededicated the great temple to the original God of Israel, Elion and his Elohim, as you may recall from the book of Genesis. Displacing the usurper Yahweh Who had been rewritten into the Old Testament by Ezra the Babylonian? Jesus' nephew, Herod Antipas, who was tetrarch of Galilee, actually bribed Pontius Pilate to have Jesus crucified. Now, his brother James, his wife Mary, and several of his disciples carried on his ministry. Chief among these were Peter and Paul. Peter founded the Roman church, and Paul. Found in several churches in Asia. But Alexandria in Egypt is where the new religion found its most fertile soil. Paul's version became the inspiration for the Gnostic philosopher Valentinus. Who accepted christ's marriage to Mary Magdalene as the great holy marriage and the unite and the uniting of the two aspects of the human soul Valentinians the Valentinius considered the sacred marriage as described in the Gospel of Philip to be the true Christian sacrament he also believed that Jesus was the son of the Most High God, Elion in, in the spiritual sense, and, and of Yahweh in the physical sense, Yahweh being the Demiurge. Now, we suspect that this was his qualified acceptance of Yahweh was a political concession when he stood for election to the throne of the papacy in Rome. Uh, just hang on, Joe. The early Valentinians did not consider Yahweh evil, just materialistic, or at least that's what they told the rest of the Romans. In early Christian belief, now the later Cathars, who were in many ways similar to the Valentinians, rejected the Old Testament and Yahweh completely, sometimes equating him with the devil. The Hebrews of Genesis, the first Christians, the Valentinians, and the Cathars were all vegetarians. The main reason why Christianity became so popular was the abject misery of the common people in the urbanized first century. Now, we think that electricity defines urban civilization. No, it just makes it barely bearable. It was concrete that created urban civilization, and the Romans invented it. The Romans needed Christianity to pacify their miserable slaves and urban slum dwellers. At first, they considered Christian Christians' enemies of the state and persecuted them. But when the religion grew big to suppress and too powerful to outlaw, Emperor Constantine decided to make it the state religion, if he could control it. Well, from then on, church and state were united until the 18th century. And, of course, the Roman Church had already suppressed the Valentinians, and they verified the Old Testament as part of the Christian Bible, thus bringing Yahweh into a position as the de facto supreme god of Rome while delegating his power to his son, Jesus Christ, who became a new Roman pagan sun god. And in order to placate the distaff side, they replaced the pagan mother goddess with Mother Mary who was never as important a figure in early Christianity as Jesus' wife, Mary Magdalene. The Catholics reinforced this pantheon with an army of angels and saints, and promised to care for and succor the people. The Roman Empire finally collapsed of its own weight, but the Roman Church survived the fall and became the glue that united what remained of Western civilization. But As the barbaric tribes of Celts, Goths, Franks, Nordics, and Slavs struggled to form nations and empires, only one land in Europe remained truly civilized, the Languedoc region of southern France. However, in Languedoc, the Roman church was threatened by a resurgence of original Christianity, a survival of the Valentinians who called themselves Cathars, or those who would be perfect. Their military caste were known as the Troubadours or Knights of the Holy Grail, and they brought the institution of chivalry to Europe. Their honoring of women comes from their Valentinian tradition and its pagan roots in goddess worship, which is why we say that chivalry is a combination of Christian charity and pagan honor. (laughs) To combat the Cathars... Pope Innocent created the Dominican Order and the Holy Inquisition. The Dominican friars prowled Languedoc, arresting, torturing, and executing Cathars as heretics. The troubadours raided a Dominican monastery and executed a dozen inquisitors in reprisal. The pope was not amused. He raised a mighty host in Germany and France, offering loot and absolution for the rape and murder of the Cathars. These crusaders descended on the province in what was called the Albigensian Crusade and perpetrated a genocide that lasted ten years and took millions of lives. The expression, kill them all, God will know his own, comes from the siege of bizeres a Cathar town, under siege by the crusaders. When they were about to breach the wall, the commander of the assault troops said to the grand marshal, half the people in the town are good Catholics and the other half are heretics. How how do we tell them apart, my lord? And the grand marshal answered, Oh, kill them all. God will know his own. Women and children, too? The grand marshal nodded. The Roman Catholic Church has never apologized for this atrocity, but one of their nuns wrote a song about it, which I will whistle for you. And I'm sure you'll recall it. Isn't that cute? Well, anyway, if you search, if you search on, the, on the Internet, you will find that Federico Fellini, the Italian uh, movie director, directed a, a Broadway-type show with nuns in a cathedral doing a, a, doing a chorus line and a dance uh on this song and, and they've got a couple of cardinals sitting up there in thrones observing the whole thing. It's a beautiful production with that cute little song. And and uh, and you can find this on the internet in just get yet Pelini, uh version of the singing nun. <laughs> and uh, like I said they never apologized but they but you know they but they but they did do something like Mel Brooks' Springtime for Hitler <laughs> anyway. So oh, now after their success in the Languedoc, the Catholics launched another crusade against the last European pagans in Lithuania. And then the Dominicans began torturing heretics in Spain and wherever else they could find them. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. By the 17th century, the greed, corruption, and injustices of the Roman Church had become so offensive to most northern Europeans that they revolted in a movement called the Reformation. Now, because of the political issues involved, this caused a chaotic series of wars. The Protestants made a huge mistake and, and uh, when they broke away. They renounced the Pope, but they did not renounce Jehovah. They made no attempt to correct the Old Testament, even though Ezra's redaction was obvious. They accepted the jealous, woman-hating war god, just as the Roman Church had. And they did not restore Mary Magdalene as the wife of the Savior. And thus, they became fragmented versions of the very institution they had justifiably rebelled against. The Protestants actually became more intolerant, bigoted, bloodthirsty, and anti-female than the Roman Catholics that that they had replaced. The Reformation accomplished nothing to restore original Christianity except to give rise to the Rosicrucian movement. This secret society of mystics did preserve much of the Valentinian lore in its alchemical symbolism and especially encoded in the fantasy novel The Chemical Wedding of Christian Rosencruz. The Roman Church continued to hold social, economic, and political power in southern and Central Europe until the 18th century and the beginning of the modern industrial era. The rising tide of political liberalism established a separation of church and state in the new American Republic. In Europe, even traditional monarchies were becoming parliamentarian. But the French Revolution ushered in a dark age of radical social liberalism. The beginnings of a new Atheistic religion, usurping the principles of Christianity called humanism, which promulgated the political dogma, all men are created equal. That's not scientific, it's just purely political. Because the church and the kings it had anointed had failed to prosper and comfort the people. They were rejected. Because both the church and the monarchies it had supported were ordained by God, God was rejected. Henceforth, God's promise of a paradise in the next world would be replaced by a paradise in this world, bestowed by the new man-made God, science. Of course, this was the same science that had brought us the Industrial Revolution and the horror of Bolshevik Communism, the same science that created the atomic bomb and the industrial pollution of our environment, the same science that poisons our food and our water while it blames us for its own evil, the same science that demands our faith and obedience, the same science that censors and persecutes us if we dare to criticize its actions or its inactions, the same science that dehumanizes us under the mantle of humanism. By rejecting the original principles of Christianity, the Roman Church perpetuated the suppression of the divine feminine. Deifying Mother Mary was a belated attempt to correct this mistake. The Protestants even de-emphasized Mother Mary, which compounded the mistake. The result was an ongoing suppression of women's rights, both in in the church and in society. If Christianity returns to its original principles and makes the family, the husband, the wife, and the children the foundation of its covenant, it may once again offer hope and promise to the people of America and perhaps the world. The Protestants continue to speak to us about Christian family values without the slightest idea of what they're talking about. They need a wake-up call. And uh, now, uh, Joe, are you still with us? I certainly am. Oh, good. Right here. Okay. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, you know, uh, I think one of the, you know, uh, uh, most of our listeners probably know uh, that you are the, you are the, the head of uh, Farafrio, which is our, which is the OTA's uh, uh, sister lodge, and of course you're also a member of, the, of, of our inner order, and you have, uh, you know, you're 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 a, a seventh degree in our in our inner order, so you're you're, you're a dame of the round table, and and uh, and uh, so you're you you you're certainly uh able to comment on this and, and, and give us give us your insights but um I, what do you think do you think perhaps uh if uh, if we were to restore if we were to restore uh original christianity that perhaps uh, uh perhaps we would be able to uh uh to overcome some of the some of the social issues, and 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 uh, and, 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 and and perhaps and perhaps uh, perhaps bring in some of our some of our uh, some of our pagan pagan brothers and sisters, uh, you know, and back back into the uh, in the original fold, oh, because you know, because the original Christianity, uh, Valentinian Christianity, was, was Gnostic pagan. It it uh, you know it really was. Oh, and, uh, let me let's have your thoughts on that.
1: Um, well, certainly um, Ferfaria promotes the idea of a divine family with you know each member carrying their own archetypal role so the divine father, the divine mother you know the um, the, the son and the daughter both have their place and they have their unique roles and between them they do provide balance and the um, the, the, the way you have laid out the description of the original intentions of what Jesus was teaching with Mary and, uh, you know, one would hope with a complete divine family being pictured, um, that could provide a really solid foundation for people going forward um, because certainly things are very out of balance right now.
0: Uh yeah yeah I, I i really do uh think agree with that 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 uh that, you know uh, we have in relation to this uh, uh to this discussion I, I think we should we should certainly mention the Nessain document the sae document was uh was the sae were uh, were a sect that uh, were obviously allied with the Valentinians. They were a Gnostic sect. And what they what they had established was that the the idea of the of the divine family uh and and this uh, you know uh Ishtar and Tammuz, and ISIS and, Os- and Osiris, uh especially Isis and Osiris, Athos and Adonis, uh Baal and Starte, uh that the divine family, under under the Father God and the Mother Goddess, in in the case of the of the Hebrews, uh, that was originally Elion and and, and Mother Asherat, and and uh, um, they they were the they were they they were the you know the kind of the personifications of of the human family. Uh and and uh, uh and and with with the case of, of Elion and, and, and Asherat, which uh Yahweh took over from, uh at least uh, he took over from at least in, in in scripture, you know. Um and when Yahweh took over as, as it was actually by a stroke of the by a stroke of the pen because uh, Ezra over in Babylon before they before they came back to Israel. Uh he, he, he rewrote the whole old what we call the Old Testament. He he rewrote it all and replaced uh, Elion and, and, and got rid of Asherah altogether and got rid of Paul and Astarte and and, and uh and all, and rewrote the whole old testament. All the way from Genesis on down, replacing um Elion and the Elohim with uh, uh, you know with with, uh, with with Yahweh and Yahweh was a, was a, uh, a jealous well he said he was a jealous God and he and he declared himself a Je he was a war god and and uh, and he was very jealous and 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 uh, and and vicious you know he'd strike you dead if you if you touched the ark or whatever uh, and. And this right this this doing the the, the replacing um uh, replacing uh Elion and and and, and Asherah and, and Asherah with um uh, with Yahweh was actually an attack on the feminine. The uh the original the the Babylonian the faction of the Hebrews in exile. They were anti-female, very, very much so. In fact, they were so anti-female that that when uh, when they came back when they came back to to Palestine under this uh, you know the uh, under the sponsorship of, of Ezra, you know, and and, and made uh, and made Israel into a into a satellite of the Persian Empire, and they were financed. Financed and militarily supported by the Persians, and and when they did this, uh, Ezra, Ezra forced the all of his Babylonian uh, Judeans. He forced them to divorce their Canaanite uh, their their Israelite wives. And I say I say Canaanite because the Canaanites were the Israelites they were the so-called lost tribes and and uh anyway this uh, this was a direct assault against women's rights and and all and and uh you recall that that Jesus uh was very much against Against these easy divorces, like Ezra, Ezra had had uh, had declared. Uh, uh, Jesus said, what, um, "What God has put together, let no man set asunder." And and uh, and and women, 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 in those days, women's primarily primary power was in marriage. That was their power. That 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 was their their. And, and in fact, they they uh, they. they, 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 they they had they they had a power both in in, in lineage and and a power in in in, in common property, and uh, if you, uh, so if a man just all he had to do was just say, uh, like the Muslims still do, you know, they say uh, I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you publicly. Uh, Jesus was not in favor of that at all. He he was a spokesman for women's rights. Uh, anyway. Um, I, I I think as I said, that 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 had hey, well the basis of this in valentinian philosophy is the idea that the soul is not complete until marriage the valentinians held that that uh, that that, that they were two have that the soul uh when it, when it came down to earth and, and and it was born it was in it was in two two parts. Um this is where we get the soulmate idea uh from uh it comes from Valentinianism. And and uh, but actually the Valentinians did not you know they believed that that that, uh, that the woman became the soulmate and the man and the man when they got together they became soulmates by by the act of marriage that made them soulmates so so this was not it 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 wasn't that you would get the wrong soulmate or anything like that if you if you when you got married if it was a if it was a holy sanctified marriage then 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 uh he or she was your soulmate um and uh, this of course became became the perpetuated by the by the troubadours, you know, uh, later on, uh, who were certainly Valentinians and uh and with their idea of of, of venerating of, of loving their lady, you know, and and and, and all and, and, and it was the basis of chivalry. Um I do you you know I I I've been doing a lot of talking here uh, would you like, Yeah, sure.
1: I'll say a you few know, things if you if you want to give me a chance to say a few things, I'll be happy to. Um, so yeah, what I, yeah, what that's am what what saying. I've been
0: doing a lot of talking. So so so, would you would you comment on some of this?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so let us just remind ourselves that it's a very interesting thing because it is interesting. That is the the uh, origin of chivalry with the whole troubadour movement, and yet the the troubadours were well known for not. Uh, courting women who were in fact their own marriage partners or even women who could conceivably become their marriage partners they were in fact courting women who were already married usually to somebody who was in a station above their own and that is just something interesting to think about you know it didn't exactly um, it was not a blow in favor of marriage or the stability of marriage and yet it was tolerated uh, certainly in certain areas um, for a variety of reasons, which I think have to do with, well, for one, not all marriages are perfect, and maybe people sort of try to become, you know, soulmates when they get married. But on the other hand, so many of those upper-class ar- marriages were arranged, and, you know, sometimes the people involved, you know, were able to find us kind of a soulmate with each other. But then other times they really were completely incompatible. And in those cases, it seems that very often the, the, uh, the troubadour would be um, – evoking a higher sensibility of erotic love which didn't necessarily need to be culminated in a physical way it was like a spiritual love um, so it gets complicated in this area it's not like there's just one ideal
0: And I agree with it it does get complicated but then the the primary the primary troubadour epic which of course we we base a lot of our uh, of our, uh, um, higher degree, uh, rights upon is, is wolfram wolf von Vanessa's And as you recall from Parsifal, he, uh, he, he, actually survives by imagining his wife and his, and, and his son. Uh, the, the, the vision of his wife and his son enables him to survive the last battle. And, and, uh, and, uh, you know, he, uh, uh so uh, he he uh really uh really uh, he adores his wife and and uh and, and his child and and it kind of kind of makes kind of makes troubadour uh, troubadour love uh you know idealized and the fact that, that 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 your lady love and the and and, and the lady you fight for and 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 uh and all is 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 ideally your own mate uh but idealized. however yeah. i agree with you. that true troubadours tr- 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 quite often they would uh well like uh, the classic example of course is Guinevere and Lancelot, you know, with uh, and and that's where it went sour, you know, where where they actually instead of just adoring her as the queen and serving her as the queen, uh they they end up they end up actually having a, a conjugal relationship and, and and that 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 was the the, the that that was the failure that was the, the the troubadour the the you know the failure of the troubadour thing, and and, and, you see in the example of Lancelot and Guinevere. However, I think that, um, yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just thinking that that was true, and that this is true not just on a mythical level, or a mythological level. um, Well-known, well, well, author and psychologist, I believe, um, Viktor Frankl survived the Nazi death camps by, constantly imagining that he was talking to his wife as it happened. She was in the death camps, but in a separate, in the women's area. And then she died. She didn't make it, but he didn't know that until he got out. But it was the image of her that allowed him to survive the horrors of that situation. And I think that that's something that's just basic to humanity. We we have that capability.
0: Well, in defense of the Germans, let me say this but uh you know you know uh jim you know jim and, and lily macy you know are 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 good friends and parapherians. uh jim and lily macy uh lily's lily's father mike tanner was married to his wife golda in dachau and the commandant officiated at the ceremony. Uh, so yeah, let's just mention that because because all of the all of the all of the Nazi death camp stories are not quite quite so horrible. And that that one that one <laughs> uh, uh, you know I, I keep I I remember I I I mentioned that to a uh, to a prominent Hollywood personality and, and he didn't want to hear it, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, I um um because you know Parsifal uh, Wolfram Van well from Van Parseval, of course is, is is a German classic and, and, and of course also uh I think a Rosicrucian classic. And uh, actually in many ways um uh the uh the whole troubadour thing uh through through the king arthur legends and 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 all uh, has a lot to do with our with our culture you know and of course the roman roman uh law roman law and and uh and and uh and and, and, and of course you we'll know we'll give we'll give yahweh we'll give yahweh some credit. Too, because the Ten Commandments, of course, are 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 one of the bases of of, of Western civilization, and and that that, that they're attributed to Yahweh through Moses. Although, uh, they think all of them can be extrapolated from from Hammurabi's uh, code, uh, but still, uh, we should we should also uh, not not throw out Yahweh entirely in fact in fact um as i said earlier um Valentinius and I suspected though that he that he did this because he was he was running he was in the running for for uh being elected pope in rome back back in the second century and and uh i think i think probably he he uh, said oh well, all right uh, yahweh is the demiurge uh and and uh, and all but uh uh and he's not really evil he's, but he is but he is the materialistic demiurge, and I think that that he made that concession uh however, let point points on one of the huge differences, and one of the reasons why Yahweh was not Jesus' father is because Yahweh did not offer an afterlife and and you know, uh, ever since uh, the, ever since the Hebrews uh, left, they they left Egypt. One of the reasons why they left Egypt was because the the Egyptians, uh, you know, the, the Egyptian belief in an afterlife uh, was was not compatible. You know, was used as far as they were concerned. Was was, was used to uh, to to enslave them. You know. Oh yeah, work hard, work hard, building, building. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as we as we know, the the build the the pyramids, the pyramids were not built by slave labor. They were that was a public works project. The, the the living quarters of the workers for the, the the pyramids were very very spacious and 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 clean and 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 uh, and comfortable and uh they were not it was not the pyramids were not built by by slaves but built in the in the, in the army and in, in in the to honor the gods and the gods did offer an afterlife and and uh, uh the uh the Hebrews who were originally the Hyksos, they didn't believe in an afterlife and and that was an egyptian idea that this this was an Egyptian idea, and this is where where Melchizedek and, and the and the and the uh, the Hebrews and uh Palestine and uh, this is where they got the idea. Elion, Elion and and uh uh and Lady Asherat they are actually you know uh Ra and Hathor. they're Egyptian. Uh they're Egyptian imports pr- primarily and and uh, that's one thing the Golden Dawn is very much aware of. Was Isis and, and Isis and Osiris are the are the original prototypes for jesus and and and, and Mary Magdalene um, Paper, I, yeah, yeah
1: uh, I was kind of just wanting to get a drill down into that a little bit because that's pretty interesting um Elion the name doesn't sound terribly Egyptian to me, but I, maybe I just don't know, and I'm kind of wondering um Asherah, well, I guess I thought they came maybe with. Some of the other tribes In other words, I'm not sure when all the 12 tribes of Israel Actually got together And which tribes brought which beliefs with them I guess I thought that those two names Came from some of the tribes That were different from the tribes Who had the the Yahwehist approach
0: Actually, El El comes from way, way back Way, way back in the You know, in our Rosh Ra You know, the Rosh Ra tablets uh, Back 15, 1500 B.C. Uh, El, Bull El, you know, was the supreme god, and, and, and his, his wife, Asherat. you remember I, I said in, in, uh, in, uh, the only thing, the only bad, bad thing about, the uh, about El, and, uh, Father L was he did like to get drunk, and, 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 and Lady Asherat would clean up after him, <laughs> you know,
1: uh, <laughs> and the only
0: bad, the only bad thing he ever did was he seduced a, he seduced a young girl down on the, down on the beach, uh, yeah, he he roasted a chicken for her and then had his way with her. So so, so yeah, he he was not a uh, uh, old Father L was 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 a pretty nice guy and he was and they in fact they referred to him as L the compassionate and and the Phoenicians later called him uh, Elion but but originally he was just L and and uh, and uh, related to the bull and 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 Taurus and, and the zodiac. And there's really an interesting thing that, that yeah we should remember now that that and that Taurus was the originally the start of the zodiac. That that's where the zodiac started was with you know bullseye uh, astrology. The 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 uh, Antares and 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 the the zodiac used to start originally, and that was L. And and the sign of L was the first letter in the alphabet. A left, and you remember you know, you know you take a left and what it is is a v with a stroke through it and a pin right. and if you take that and you turn that you turn that up you're you're looking at a bull you know with 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 the two horns well now what is the uh, what is the first commandment <laughs> uh, place no other God before me right. Yeah, you know, uh, that, that's hell. And 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 there, see, when, when I said when I said earlier in the, in the in the in the essay when when I presented it, I said that that Ezra Ezra's rewrite of the Bible is so bloody obvious that I'm sure I'm sure that 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 Martin Luther. I, I know Martin Luther knew, knew, realized it. I, I'm sure he did, and and uh, and yet he didn't have Luther and none of the none of the Reformation Protestants had the. They didn't have the. Uh, 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 this, just sounds a little, this sounds kind of bullish. They didn't have the balls to change the Old Testament, and they should have. Uh, and and had they had they, then then the Reformation really would have been a Reformation. Uh, and uh, anyway uh the, the our culture our culture is made up of of biblical and and greek mythology that's where our culture comes from biblical and greek mythology uh and of course in in Fred uh our, our master Fred Adams he he's, uh, he 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 was very much in into, into greek mythology Classical paganism, and uh, and then of course I I have uh, I have you know uh, with Fred to tell you the truth Fred Fred inspired me to read uh, to to my readings of the of the ancient Alexandrian period when all this got started. If it hadn't been for Fred, I probably would not have have pursued that that line of research. Um,
1: you've gone way down that one, and you've articulated it in a way that I haven't heard elsewhere. And I think it would be super fascinating if you wanted to mention some of the, you know, source material that you used to put this together, because I don't, I don't know anybody else that's put this together in this particular way. Well, the first
0: thing that that you get that that that, that 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 you, you gotta get into is the Nissaean document, and and the main thing you know uh and, and the Nicene document and that is polythis and, and because the egyptian document is one of those things like uh uh like like the uh the original uh story of the exodus uh you know it, we wouldn't we wouldn't know uh, about what about the uh about really about what really what what was really involved in the exodus if it wasn't for uh if it wasn't for manetho we wouldn't, and, and we wouldn't know what know what Manetho had to say about it if it wasn't for Josepus. Uh, and in fact, we we learn a lot about these these the true history of the Bible, the true history of Christianity. We learn a lot uh, from from back reading the critics, and and with the same document, uh, Hippolytus had a copy of it. But uh, we wouldn't know anything about it if it wasn't for his attempt to debunk it and, and, and to criticize it.
1: And so we have to, to, to recreate document. We literally have to recreate it. What? What? The original we document don't has been
0: destroyed. We don't we don't we don't know. He he, he claimed to have a, co- uh, a copy of it and, and he and he he summarized it in order to discredit it. And Right. And uh, then, uh, uh, you know, uh, when you when you uh, if you if you reconstruct it from his from his critique, uh, then you can get a pretty good idea of what it what it what it really was, and and what the Naisiin document uh, uh, described was uh, was the uh, the the dying the the dying god and the and the resurrecting goddess. Right, coming right on down from from Isis and Osiris with Ishtar and Tammuz and all of these examples, all the way down to Jesus and Mary. And uh, see, you you need to, as I said, you need to read, yeah, uh, you need to read Hippolytus uh, and and uh, and Arrhenius and all to to really get an idea of what this of what this was was all about. Um, and one thing I do want to say, though, about this—the the, the, the most one of the most important documents uh, in this particular issue—and that is, is the Gospel according to Philip, which is an Agamadi, uh you know, an Arghamati Gospel, uh, and and that's the sacred marriage. And and not only is this is this is not only is is the sacred marriage a uh, kind of confirmation of. of of, uh, Jesus and Mary Magdalene, but it is also, uh, it's also the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the source of, <laughs> of, of the OTO's ninth degree and the, and the gardenerian great right and, 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 uh, and, and all of the sex magic of magic and witchcraft that comes from basically uh is is uh, is is a is a adulterous uh a version of of the sacred marriage in 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 the uh in 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 the gospel of philip and and uh it amuses me to to realize that so many of the of the stuff that uh the, the, the of uh, the, the secret, uh, the sexual secrets of witchcraft and magic are actually were originally Christian.
1: <laughs> uh, would, and, would you uh, Pope, this, uh, say Pope? Uh, would, would you gosh. say then that you would think it would be likely that that one sex magician who was, um, you know, really very early in terms of sex magic in our history, Beverly Randolph, that that uh, he was also. One of the people who you know because so many people were inspired by what he did um and do you think that he in fact got yeah. that also from this same source?
0: No, I don't think so i think uh I think it did uh, i i think originally uh, originally the uh the the uh uh, the O T O, the O, the O, what eventually became the O T O, and Randolph, and, and also Randolph's Sex Magic. I think it originally was extrapolated from another another uh, critic, uh, and we did we even did, 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 did a, a re- uh, recast of uh, uh, Epiphanius, uh, another church father who ranted and raved against the sexual uh, the sexual. Uh, um, Picadillos of the, of the of the Gnostics, and and in, in, the, in the early seventh ray, well, old seventh rays. I don't know whether you have a, have a copy. It, but we had a we had an argument. We we had a we had a um, a a report by Bishop Epiphanes, uh, and 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 he describing describing Gnostic sex orgies. And in fact, he even had uh, he, he even had the t- if I don't know whether you have ever uh, got this in high school, junior high school, where somebody where somebody uh, uh, tickles your palm, tickles the palm of your hand like they're shaking hands, but they tickle your that's the palm of your hand, and this is a kind of a sexual thing. And and uh, I I I ran I ran across this in junior high school. This was this was kind of a almost a locker room kind of a kind of a joke, uh, uh, and 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 it's in Epiphanius. And his description of Gnostic Gnostic orgies, and I, and when we when we published the uh, when we published it in the Seventh Ray, I put a little footnote down there, I put a footnote on it, and I and I asked Grady McMurtry if this was the secret crypt of the O.T.O. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no 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 they 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 got it they got it primarily from uh from Epiphanius but Epiphanius and he didn't either, he did Epiphanius may or may not have had access to the gospel of philip but cuz we know the, the gospel of philip ended up being stuck in a clay jar you know and and you know buried for for for, for, you know, for a thousand years and and uh so if but anyway so
1: poke could you but, give us an idea of when you think the Gospel of Philip was written and when the Nessain document was written?
0: I think that the, the Nessain document uh, probably around 1st, uh, well, first, 2nd first, century. Most of this stuff comes from Alexandria. Most of it comes from Alexandria around the 1st century. And and uh, I think that Epiphanius, Epiphanius was writing around about the 3rd century. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not that. Yet. I don't have my research in front of me right now. Actually, I've got Hans Jonas in my bag here. Uh, so let me um, let me pull it out of the bag, and at least uh, at least um, I can at least I can cite the cite the authority. Look, this is still for them for them the readers who really want to get to the bottom of a lot of this. It's still the best summary on Gnosticism around. It's called The Gnostic Religion by Hans Jonas,
1: H-A-N-S-J-O-N-A-S.
0: The Gnostic Religion by Hans Jonas, and um, this, hang on a minute. they uh, first published nineteen fifty eight by beacon press copyright nineteen fifty eight by hans jonas and uh this is this is post post um uh, nagamani and uh of course you know uh a lot of the we, we 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 didn't have the Gospel of Philip. We didn't have the Gospel of Thomas, and we didn't have well. well we did have the Gospel of Mary. Mary Magdalene has a little a little Not much of it has survived. Uh, it's it, it's only only a little bit. But the part that did survive is the basis of our of our Western psychic center system of our chakras. Mary actually teaches. She teaches the boys Jesus' uh, Jesus's psychic center system, you know, at Peter's, at, at Peter's request. And she gives a lecture on, on the psychic center, how to ascend the psychic centers. And it's really beautiful. Um, anyway, uh, that's not – but, they, but it, 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 it wasn't in Nagamati, it, was it came from another source, but it is included in the Akamadi library. Okay. okay um as i said i think that uh, uh that the, the, in order to get an essay in document uh the best i think the best source for that is is uh j r s meade george mead the theosophist thrice greatest hermes and fred gave me gave me his copy uh which i treasure and and uh and that was that was what turned Jesse Weston, the lady anthropologist who wrote for Ritual to Romance, which is which is the one about uh, the about about the Holy Grail, you know, uh going all the way back to ancient uh the ancient uh, Phoenicia. And and uh so Ritual to Romance, in fact Ritual to Romance was written in nineteen and published in nineteen twenty. And I'm gonna have to credit Fred Adams again. You know, when I first got uh, you know, started doing, doing our seasonal ceremonies, you know, uh, and Fred had been doing, doing seasonals, you know, for years, but, and we started doing ours. And when we started, Fred said, "Poke, you have to read Jesse Weston's From Ritual to Romance. And that was way back in, in 1970, 73. And I read From Ritual to Romance, and that was one of the most important books I, I, I have ever read. And and uh, and uh, and interestingly enough, if you recall the movie Apocalypse Now, uh, Marlon yeah. Brando played Ker- Colonel. Marlon Brando played Colonel Kurtz, the uh, you know the the Maverick Special Forces Captain that had a path at Lao Company uh, in Laos, and 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 he he was uh, he was practice, practicing. Terror tactics all the way against the against the North Vietnamese, and he um, uh, he had a copy of Jesse Weston's *From Ritual Romance* right next to his uh, to his bed uh, uh, to his
1: cot. He
0: did indeed. In, in this he had a, a remarkable yeah.
1: collection of books, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think the Golden Bough, He had a. a, a and and from Richard to, to Romance was right there, and and of course that is that what that is. That whole story is a modern version of of, of Conrad's Heart of Darkness, uh, which was a Belgian a Belgian official gone gone maverick way up in the Congo, you know, and and then they, they just took the same story and just tra- translated it into 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 Southeast Asia into the Vietnam War, uh, but. Right. Ritual romance yeah I, definitely if you see the film uh, you'll see you'll see a copy of Ritual to romance sitting right next to right next to his cot uh along with that so parval and and uh unfortunately there is no good commentary on on all all the uh, the uh, the esoteric uh, things in Parsifal. Well, we're working on one. We're going to have. We, we will have one in the second volume of Hermetic Yoga, which we're which we're putting together right now. Uh, and we'll have a we'll have a good esoteric commentary on Parzival. Uh I how would recommend. You, uh, what?
1: How close are you to getting that out? We're waiting.
0: Well, uh, tomorrow.
1: Uh, tomorrow, Max is going to
0: be over, and uh, he's been doing the layout. Uh, and we're going to we're going to print print the whole thing out. And of course, it'll have a cover. It'll have uh, it'll have Mary Magdalene by Fred Adams on the cover, uh, and that that's a beautiful painting. Like we had a beautiful painting. the Blue Goddess we had on the on volume one, uh, and uh, so we're going to have uh, we're going to have that out uh, by by the time. I think by the time we we can take these damn masks off, I think we'll be ready to republish really
1: it. <laughs> no, that's a sufficiently enigmatic answer. You could get away with just about anything with that.
0: <laughs> what?
1: Oh, we you could get away with hmm? just about anything under that because nobody knows exactly when we're going to get take the masks off. <laughs> well,
0: I don't know, <laughs> uh, but uh, see, I remember. I I can't help. But remember that old Monty Python joke about the, you know, about the uh, the, the, the 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 bomber crews being being given their briefing, and uh, and the uh, you know the, the 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 wing commander comes out and says, well now we're going to have Lieutenant Smedley give you a uh, give you a lecture on the new oxygen mask, and and he so he. He puts on the on the oxygen mask and he should and then he takes the mask off and says, Certain death <laughs> and, 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 and one one of the one of the crewmen raises his hand and says, Sir, would you mind repeating that? And he says, Certainly Certain death. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh got a little humor a little humor here, uh, you know, to go along with the singing nun. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I'm getting down toward the end of the uh the end of the, the hour and, and gosh I sure have it has been it been great having you on, uh, Joe. I sorry uh, sorry I didn't let you let let you uh give you time to prepare on this particular topic, uh, but but your comments were certainly, you know, on the nose and 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 right and I think uh those uh those uh, um, thing books that we've recommended I, let let's let's recommend them to our uh yeah yeah. Thrice Greatest Hermes by GRS Mead, from ritual to Romance, Jesse Weston, All. Uh, mustard and passage. Uh and uh, uh and uh, if you want to look up Epiphanius <laughs> that's fun. one. Uh you can learn about tickly, tickling the palm. Anyway, uh we'll see you we'll see you next week and we'll and we'll have another uh look into the hermetic mysteries and and uh meanwhile everybody uh good magic and uh we'll see you next week and then and goodbye and thank you lady Joe.
1: thank you pro good night bye bye
0: good night.